Hello and welcome back to Daily World News with the latest global stories in just five minutes, seven days a week. Here are the top world stories for Monday, July 31st, 2023. Today's episode is brought to you by Blogcast, your personalized audio feed, available on iPhone and Android. Saudi Arabia's economy grew by 1.1% in the second quarter, driven by non-oil activities. Last year, the Saudi economy experienced a growth of 8.7% due to high oil prices. However, this year, oil activities declined by 4.2%. Despite this, real GDP growth was supported by a 23% increase in oil activities. The International Monetary Fund has revised its 2023 GDP growth projection for Saudi Arabia to 1.9% due to prolonged oil production cuts. On the other hand, oil prices were set to post the biggest monthly gain in over a year. In the stock market, Saudi Arabia's benchmark index dropped 0.5% on Sunday due to profit-taking. Riyadh Bank and Saudi Awal Bank experienced significant falls. However, the National Shipping Company of Saudi Arabia and Qatar's stock markets advanced. In Egypt, the blue chip index rose 1.2%, with tobacco monopoly, Eastern Company, leading the gains. Oil prices also rose, marking the fifth consecutive week of gains. Moving on to South Africa, Liberty 2 Degrees a real estate company, reported a 7.4% rise in interim profit. The company's distribution per share, which determines dividends, increased by 7.2%. This positive performance reflects the profitability of real estate investment trusts in South Africa. In Pakistan, a suspected suicide bomb blast at a political convention in the north killed at least 40 people and injured around 200. The attack targeted the Jamiat Ulama-e Islam gathering, shocking the Pakistani government and raising concerns ahead of the general election. Prime Minister Shehbaz Sharif condemned the attack as an act of cowardice, and Pakistani officials blamed the Afghan Taliban for secretly supporting the TTP. Clashes between Palestinian factions in a Lebanese refugee camp resulted in at least two deaths. The violence began with an unsuccessful assassination attempt on a leader sympathetic to hardline Islamists, leading to gunfire and attacks on the headquarters of the mainstream faction, Fatah. As tensions escalated, shops closed, and some people fled the camp. The Lebanese army reported a mortar falling inside a military headquarters, injuring one soldier. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky claimed that the war is returning to Russia after Kremlin officials accused Ukraine of drone strikes in Moscow and Crimea. While Ukrainian officials did not confirm their involvement in the attacks, a Ukrainian Air Force spokesman stated that there is always something flying in Russia. The Russian Defense Ministry blamed Ukraine for a thwarted drone attack on Moscow. In other news, Ukrainian Energy Minister German Galushchenko discussed efforts to boost the country's grid, while Polish Prime Minister Mateyeci warned of a potential hybrid attack on Russian territory. Thousands of people gathered in Niger to protest the coup against President Mohamed Bazoum. Demonstrators set fire to a door at the French embassy, leading the West African bloc ECOWAS to suspend relations with Niger. 
The African Union issued a 15-day ultimatum to the junta, and Chadian President Mohamed Debi arrived in Niger. The coup jeopardizes U.S. efforts to counter terrorism in Africa's Sahel region, as some mutiny leaders claim they overthrew Bazoum due to his failure to secure the nation against growing jihadi violence. Turkey's tourism revenues increased by 23.1% in the second quarter, reaching $12.98 billion. This surge follows a 53.4% increase in revenues in 2022, driven by the disappearance of pandemic effects and a rise in Russian arrivals due to the Ukraine war. In Nigeria, Governor Umaru Fintiri imposed a 24-hour curfew in Adamawa State due to escalating violence and looting. Nigerians have been complaining about soaring prices after President Bola Tinubu scrapped a popular petrol subsidy and removed currency restrictions. The curfew allows only people on essential duties to move freely. Adamawa, a conservative Muslim state, is the home state of Atiku Abubakar, one of the losing candidates challenging Tinubu's presidential election victory. Italy's defense minister criticized the country's decision to join China's Belt and Road Initiative four years ago, calling it atrocious. He expressed concerns about China's assertive attitudes, military ambitions, and expanding influence. Prime Minister Giorgia Maloney clarified that while Italy is part of the BRI, it does not have the strongest trading links with China among G7 countries. Italy is now seeking to leave the BRI without damaging ties with Beijing. Our top world stories for today are brought to you by Blogcast, your personalized audio feed. Download the free Blogcast app on your iPhone or Android today. If you enjoyed this, please consider listening to our other podcasts, Daily Business News, Daily Tech News, Daily Science News, and Daily Lifestyle News. Thanks for listening. Blogcast.